Okay, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sex Head by Drew Relations. I'm your host, Drew Alokeo, and um, I don't know from where it is you're listening to me from. I hope the weather is okay. Here, the weather is so inconsistent, just like Nairobi relationships, but we're not going to be talking about that today. So, um, we're going to be having a discussion, a very brief, rather, um, brief, in-depth, in-depth, brief conversation about the injectable prep yes the injectable prep that is a pre-exposure prophylaxis i had talked about the injectable ARVs, so you can be able to listen to that in my catalog so you can go there and listen to the difference between the injectable ARV and the injectable prep so and then we're going to look at it from a global scale and then come down to a kenyan scale where i'm based in my country kenya so the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has approved one injectable pre-exposure prophylaxis prep medication. So the Carbotegravir 600 milligram, which is going to be used, the brand name Apritude, Carb is a single antiretroviral drug given as an intramuscular injection every two months to prevent HIV. Yes, yeah, so the single drug is... Um, injected um, every two months to prevent HIV. So in 2021, the U.S. Um, Preventive Service Task Force issued a graded recommendation to prescribe CAB or CABELI or CABOTEGRAVIR PrEP um, to adult partners, patients who are, at, who are at, at risk of getting HIV through sex. So who is the injectable PrEP for? PrEP is for people who don't have HIV, that is HIV negative people, and are at risk of getting HIV from sex or injection during drug use. So the injectable PrEP with um, carbotegravir is highly effective at protecting patients from HIV and for adults and adolescents who will at least, at least 35 kgs, you know, and are at risk of getting HIV through sex. So, carbotegravir injections may be a good option for PrEP for people who A, have problems taking oral PrEP as prescribed because here again we're looking at so many factors um, having, you know, fact that um, concealing the drugs can be difficult, um, work again can be a problem, you know, forgetfulness and all that. So, having an injection and then you just forget about it, you know, that's that can make work easier to prefer getting a shot every two months instead of taking oral prep i mean guys this is a shot where if i have it today in november i'm gonna have it again in okay december january you know yeah so it's it's i would prefer that to having taking the daily pill every single day it's yo it's tiresome you know drug fatigue and all that and you know have serious kidney disease that prevents them from using oral prep medications again you know um there is just that science behind medication and kidneys and purifications and dilations and all that so if you have kidney problems you can't be able to take prep daily effectively you're gonna have to choose one struggle and in most cases, it's just going to have to be prepped. So to avoid all that, having the injectable can be able to prevent um, so many other things and you are again protected, you know. So carbotegravir injections should not be prescribed to people who are HIV positive or those who have a, um, a history of hypersensitivity reaction to carbotegravir because yes, there are people who are 
they will just react adversely to the medications and all that that's why even sometimes people who live with HIV if first line doesn't work you take into second line and third line could be of so many other reasons but they, I, I I heard there was a reason that people the body just literally just refused the drugs so for such um for such an instant then again people need to understand that also that can also work with injectable prep so how is the injectable prep used cabotegravir is fda is approved as an intramuscular injection in the ass and the buttocks in the badunkadunks yes so it's an injection which is taken in the Badok dogs, um, initiated as a first injection, followed by a second injection one month after the first injection. So first injection, November, second injection in December. And then after that, I'm going to be taking an injection after every two months thereafter. So a four week lead in the period of 30 milligrams daily oral um, carbotegravir prior to the first injection is optional get it right it's optional for patients who are worried about side effects yes so for side effects i don't think that the, the, the many you know could be just normal nausea or some, you know but it it fades away after like two days or why let's let's use a while yes so what baseline assessments are required before prescribing injectable prep one hiv testing you need to confirm that the patient does not have HIV before prescribing PrEP. And yeah, I mean, you just you just can't. PrEP is for HIV negative people, not HIV positive people. Two, sexually transmitted infections or diseases, whichever one you prefer. So you need to screen, um, um, screen injectable PrEP candidates who are sexually active for chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. So a test will be done to make sure that um, everything is okay and so everything can move can 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 run smoothly right and so as we are moving forward we're going to come into the context of the kenyan version very soon so what ongoing support and assessments are required for patients on injectable prep so prep should be prescribed as part of combination prevention plan at minimum while patients are on injectable prep cdc recommend that healthcare providers provide the following service one at visit one month after initial injection so first visit test for hiv with an antigen or antibody and hiv1 rna um, to assess for signs and symptoms of acute infections administer carbotegravir injection respond to the new questions provide medication adherence and behavioral risk education support so that is the first visit those are the things you're going to get when you want to enroll in taking prep at each bi-monthly visits beginning with the third injection in month three remember how we started one injection the first month second and then two months after that so at bi-monthly bi means two so at bi-monthly visits you test for hiv with an antigen again or an antibody and a hiv1 um, rna and uh, assess for signs and symptoms of acute infections administer carbotegravir injection provide access to sterile needles or syringes and substance use disorder treatment service for people who inject drugs Respond again to new questions and provide any new in, um, information about carbotegravir for PrEP. And discuss the benefits of persistent um, carbotegravir for PEP use and adherence to schedule injection visits.
that's the second and the bi-monthly visits so now at least every four months every other injection visit beginning with the third injection in month three so at month four this is what you're probably going to expect when you go for your test clinics um, services conduct bacterial sdi screening for gay bisexual and other men who have sex with men and transgender women who have sex with men so you're looking at the oral the rectal the urine the blood that's basically that's just it and then so now at least every six months beginning with the fifth injection in month seven screen all heterosexually active people for bacterial sdi vaginal rectal urine as indicated blood yeah and at least every 12 months after the first injection so now this is like 12 months like a year after the first injection assess the desire to continue their prep injections screen all heterosexually active people for chlamydia vaginal urine even if asymptomatic so other conditions or other considerations for prescribing injectable prep so where can you learn more about prep and managing um, patients on injectable prep so cdc offers a, uh, a variety of resources for providers patients and practices so access cdc's um, pre-exposure prophylaxis for prevention of hiv injection in the united states 2021 update a clinical practice guideline and you can also be able to download it so you can be able to check all that in the cdc page and so what if the patient or you as a person wants to discontinue the injectable prep don't worry about it so um carbotegravir uh, levels slowly um wane over many months after injections are discontinued at some point during this tail phase because i mean you're winning out the tail phase carbotegravir levels will fall below a protective threshold and persist for some time at non-protective levels so for this reason for for these reasons patients discontinuing um carbotegravir injections um who may be at ongoing risk should be provided with other highly effective hiv prevention methods um, following the last injection so you could start choosing condoms again i mean i always advocate for condoms so counsel patients about the risk of developing drug resistant hiv during declining carbotegravir levels the tail period after carbotegravir injections are stopped or when injections are missed Two, assess ongoing risk for HIV exposure and prescribe now daily oral prep from the injectable prep to the daily oral prep within eight weeks after the last carbotegravir injections or other prevention methods. So if HIV exposure is anticipated, including non-occupational post-exposure prophylaxis, that is PEP. Continue follow-up visits quarterly. Quarterly is like three months for 12 months. So, and then last, you conduct antigen and antibody and HIV um, RNA test, right? So we've already looked at um, the injectable carbotegravir in, a, in the aspect of the global scale. And so now we're going to come back to the Kenyan scale. So is the injectable in Kenya? The answer is no not yet very soon but not yet so it's because you know we understand it may have um, it, it it already has significant and potential um, effect for preventing hiv for people and um 
in Kenya, it's 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 quite shaky. It's it could lo- we we understand it could lower the prevalence rates or, and help people in preventing HIV rates in Kenya, but it is it is not yet. So just a brief kind of like introduction about the HIV um, epidemic in Kenya. The first case, the first case of um, HIV in Kenya appeared in 1984, and by 1990, HIV was one of the leading causes of illness in the country. And at its highest point, more than three million Kenyans lived with um, AIDS since the government of Kenya decreased the prevalence of HIV. Yeah. So after after that, you know, in by 2019, the prevalence rate was at 4.5 percent in adults aged 15 to 49. And however, certain uh, vulnerable populations within Kenya are at more risk of getting HIV, such as women. And males have an estimated prevalence rate of 4.5 percent, while the rate for females is 5.2 percent. Among the youth aged 15 and 24-year-old boys. Um, there's a prevalence rate of 1.34 compared to girls at 2.61. Again, this is by 2019. So the only the option for preventing HIV in Kenya is the daily prep called Truvada. Understand the injectable prep is called Capotegravir. The daily prep, the oral pill, oral is by taking by mouth is Truvada. So the government of Kenya first approved prep for countrywide distribution in. 2015 and since 2017 has scaled up the distribution throughout Kenya. However, the 1.5 million Kenyans living with HIV, only 26,098, um, 1.7% are currently on, on, on PrEP, though 72% of the population has been tested for HIV. Only 70% has tested more than once, frequently testing at least once a year if sexually active or at least every six months if part of a particular vulnerable population is vital to giving care and treatment for risk groups. So, potential of Kabla, Kabili, Kabotegravir, whichever you want to call it, preventing HIV in Kenya. So, what are the potentials? So, Kabotegravir is nine times more effective in preventing HIV in Kenya than the Truvada pill, the current form of PrEP. So, PrEP the PrEP pill is only effective if taken daily and is not a standalone prevention method for other STIs or unplanned pregnancies. The new drug also does not require other forms of protection, such as condoms. So this drug gives um, vulnerable people more HIV options for preventing HIV in Kenya. And vulnerable populations, which again include sex workers, men who have sex with men, people who inject drugs, youth and women. So these vulnerable groups face stigma, which affect their ability to access PrEP pills because the injection is needed only once every two months. The increased discretion and ease of the frequent injection may increase its use and thus increase protections for those who need it. And again, there is also that aspect of discretion in the use of the drugs may be able to reach more women specifically in combination with the stigma attached to HIV. Um, because women in Kenya do face stigmatization you know, and, and discrimination in terms of access to education, employment, and healthcare. So as a result, men often dominate sexual relationships with women not always being able to practice safer sex, even when they know they should. So because, for example, in 2014, um, adult women were or had been married had experienced spousal violence and experienced sexual violence. Women in Kenya find it hard, you know, to take the daily pill.
field which significantly reduces the effectiveness of the medicine and so having the injectable prep can 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 actually be able to change this so that is all the information i had or i have on the injectable prep and um, i really really hope it gets to help someone so i have i i'm posing a question to you if the injectable prep is rolled out are you going to enroll in the injectable prep or are you going to stick to the oral prep so the option is yours let me know either in the comment section or you can reach me out at my dms actually okay on all social media handles so until next time kwaheri goodbye adios and obrigada